Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts. We, 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 yeah, what is, yeah. That's Just to the listener. Why you? Go on, let's go. <laughs> Why are you whispering like that? I'm not. It sort of feels rather lovely and dulcet. Because, mm. you, well, you do. So, so Lali, you do um, radio. You're very successful. You do it for Heart Radio. You've done it for Capital Radio. You've done it for lots of different radio stations. How do you make it sexy when you talk on the radio? Oh, I really, really don't. Have you met me? I'm super awkward. There's nothing <laughs> Perfect. sexy. Everyone, keep flicking through that hinge because you'll find her. She is super <laughs> sexy and awkward. No, no Jamie haven't. really likes that. He likes the sort of... The goofy side. The I think goof- goofiness goofy is awkward. really endearing. Yeah. I do like yeah. sexy. Oh, I overshare on the radio and I don't talk about sexy things. I talk about stuff like doing jigsaw puzzles or wearing t-shirts with Taylor Swift on them. Ah. So tune in. Do you uh, do if those? You, if you really <laughs> Rock and roll. Yeah, 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 tune in if you Do you do are. those things together a lot or... Oh, what wearing... T- oh, I did wear a Taylor Swift t-shirt yesterday whilst what? riding a pony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Wow. I am 31. But um, I just, yeah, it's one of my pajama tops and I was yeah. in Wales and I wanted to go pony trekking and I needed a top that I didn't really care about. So of yes. course, no one's, you know. Judging. No, judging. it's fine. But yeah. like, if we're going to talk about your life a little bit, you, you've had like a really interesting life, even though you're so young, I would say. So young. Yeah, you are so young. Hey, 31 is young. Okay. February Actually, the 8th, 1988. 18th, but that's really oh, close. Oh, shit, I was 10 days off. Good research. Yeah. I, I just, was born in 1988 as well. <laughs> Sweet, so was I. Hey, we're all the year of the dragon. Yeah, we are all the year of the dragon. We're, we're the year of a mythical creature. Wouldn't it suck to be the year of, like, the pig, pig. or something? Pigs <laughs> well, are cool. Pigs yeah, I know, but, like, cool. it's way cooler to be the year of a mythical creature, isn't it? Yeah, a dragon. A dragon's way cooler. None of the other ones are, are mythical creatures. Hey, Lila. Sorry, everyone in the room who wasn't born in it. Yeah, losers. Hey, Lila, also, you went to Oundle School? I did, yes. You did? You then, Oundle. at 20 years old, you were modelling? Yes. You modelled for people like Chanel? Yes, Stella. and also some really shit people. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you've clearly been on my Wikipedia page, because that has the good ones. Ah, no, I haven't. I just knew that. Yeah. researched it. I researched. I was also on the cover of a magazine called Make Jewelry Magazine. <laughs> The jewellery is made out of like moldable clay that you then put oh, in the really? oven to cook. Oh, Funnily wait, enough, it that's co- never made it to my bio, though. <laughs> I don't know why you'd leave that out. Because I've also that, done many yeah. a knitting catalogue. <laughs> Have you actually? I moved to New York to be a model. I was like, this is it. It's happening. This big agency want me. Cut to three months later, I'm on set doing a knitting catalogue. It's like, here's the step-by-step pattern of how to recreate this cardigan. <laughs> Wow, do you still like, knit? My dreams are all coming true. No, no. Although I was in knitting society at school, but I never learned how to knit. Anyway, what, what, what this was, is all really yeah. helping my dating <laughs> prospects. <laughs> what was actually going on at knitting society if you weren't knitting? I, I, I think I tried and failed. I was also head Absolutely of cake society. Absolutely knitting. Um, so. <sighs> I think it's my favourite joke you've ever made. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Francis, we'll repeat it. 
No, I'm not going to repeat he went, it. He went, what happens, at, what happens at knitting class if you're not knitting? And he went, absolutely knitting. <laughs> Stop. That's quite good, actually. It was very funny. Like hey, fun. but tell me, what, 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 tell me about the modelling world, okay? Because you were oh, yeah. your model. You were taken to New York. You were 20 years old. You were obviously beautiful. All these different things. Was it hard? Was it what you expected? Be totally honest. Um, modelling isn't really what people think it is from the outside, I reckon. Um you see all these shows like Next Top Model and stuff and these girls, they, I think they imagine that you get the job. They think you, it's you, really you glamorous. I think you get taken on by a model agency um, <clears throat> and then you're just on shoots every day working for different brands. But that doesn't really happen. Most of the time you're just trekking around whatever city you happen to be in, going to castings, for a, casting for a job. You turn up, there's 50 gorgeous girls sitting along the corridor in front of you. You join the queue, you wait for an hour and a half, then you meet someone who half the time is barely interested in you. And then you're like, great, I've got to trek all the way back. So you can sometimes go to, like, I remember going to 10, 20 castings a day and not getting a single one. It's really demoralizing. Mm. And, and the rejection, yeah, is, yeah, is tricky, huge. right? Really, really huge. Yeah. And, and, so you, and when you walk into one of these rooms where you have 50 different girls, all as beautiful as you and things like that, it's intimidating, it must be, right? It's so intimidating. Sometimes, if it was for like a TV ad or something, you'd find that they obviously had a brief of what they wanted. And there was this one girl that she was like the better version of me. I used to see her at everything. I remember. I think she was called Fia. She was so beautiful. I still have this vivid memory. It must be about 10 years ago. It was for like a, I think it was either, yeah, a yoga advert. So pretty high end stuff. And I watched her go first and she was filmed like seductively taking a mouthful of this yogurt and then flicking her hair. And then there's me like trying to go. <laughs> that's, that's the sound I make when I flick my hair, by the way. Sounds like, quite hair. similar to the gym yeah. sound as well, actually. Hair landing in the yogurt. And I was just like. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't get those jobs. She got all of them. She was great. <laughs> Thea. Thea. I love Thea, the better version of you. Every single casting, she was there. I know, I'd walk in and I'd be like, sake. really? Yeah. You yeah. could just put a link to her and your Hinge profile. <laughs> Actually, guys. This is me on a good look. day. <laughs> no, but realistically, like, modelling was... I probably had about 10 good jobs. Yeah. And um, so they're the ones I talk about. <laughs> Um, and that was fun and exciting. But even then, when you're on the job, actually like shooting them. I mean, when I did that name drop, when I did that job for Chanel, I spent the whole day thinking someone was going to find me out and tell me that I shouldn't you had be imposter there. Syndrome. I had total imposter syndrome. But, I look but, back but, and I think, why didn't I just enjoy it? But but mm. why? But why did you? Do you think you've always lacked that confidence? Maybe. I, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm the most confident person, but also they, you get put down a lot in the modelling industry. People have said some pretty harsh stuff to me about my physical appearance over the years. L L you got what? rejected from um, all the modelling agencies, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, got, I definitely got... I, I, I got rejected from Abercrombie and Fitch. Well, I didn't even get rejected. I got asked to do it. got asked to fucking do it. Uh, and my friend and I were, like, casted on the street. And I was like, this is cool. We've been casted at Abercrombie and Fitch. And... <laughs> Big moment. Yeah, huge moment. And you told me. everyone. I told, I told everyone. I and told then did you turn up for the casting day and they said no? No, they, they said yes, but I, I had to be in the stocking room. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't allowed to use the stairs. You're I just had packing to, boxes. I, yeah, I had to go out through the fire escape. I wasn't allowed on the main floor. I wasn't allowed on the main floor. And I was like, why? And they went, just, you know, you're just not Abercrombie and Fitch. That. I was like, what? So I'm, I'm, you saw my hands and thought I'd be good at stacking. <laughs> like, what the hell is this? It's brutal. It's so brutal. Um, um, so what, what kind of things would people say to you? Because you I, always hear the rumours, but, yeah. you know, coming from... I mean, there was always stuff about losing weight all the time, but also things like someone once said, an agent said to me, a 
because I'm quite muscly naturally, and like my legs are quite muscly, um, they're not super skinny. And um, he said that he wanted to take a scalpel to my calf muscles. Are you serious? Yeah. That's quite um, psycho. And, and what did you do? How old are you at this point? 22, 21? I, I was 20 then. I just started. Jesus. I mean. And I'd just done, I'd just been, I just walked for Vivian Westwood at London Fashion Week. So that was a pretty huge moment. I was so excited. And he was looking through the photos from the runway. Um, and he was looking at the picture and he was like, what is that lump on your leg? I wish I could take a scalpel to your calf muscle. Oh, no. Um, what pleasure do these people get out of saying that? I mean, that's just. What's his name? Should we name and shame him? <laughs> yeah. Let's What's do his it. name. Yeah. No, no, no. Donald. Um, what, Donald? Don't, are you going to name and shame someone random? <laughs> yeah, Danny Glover. In Paris, <laughs> they told me they, they like, don't move too much. Don't do too much exercise because they wanted me to have muscle wastage. What, Lila? This get, is crazy. Because I was too muscly. Did you used to tell anyone this? Or did you just used to... You just of... thought it was normal. And it actually, you, you get quite warps about it all, like... So I lived in model apartments abroad a few times, one in one in Milan and one in New York, which sounds glamorous. It isn't at all. You're basically living in this shitty apartment, but with, I don't know, 10 girls in bunk beds, but they're charging you all like a grand a month. So basically everything you're earning goes, you don't even see, that money doesn't even get into your bank account because the model agents take it off you before. And do you realise that? Do you read the T's and C's and things like that, or you don't no, really understand because it? because I was, I was 20, so I was quite old, but a lot of these girls are sort of 16. They, they charge you even for, like, the paper that they print for, oh, like, yeah. anything. I think I, had a, I think I had 100 quid a month for office expenses or something. It, That's crazy. But all, the, all these girls, I mean, they often say, like, modelling's the quickest way to get a pretty girl to um, make her lose her self-esteem. That's not quite how the phrase goes, but it's But, but it's something along that way. Yeah. Um, and, and, but what is so interesting, right, is that, um, you know, you're talking about this and, and it's great to be open about this stuff. And, but there's so many girls out there who it's their dream to become a model. And because all they do is see the success of the Delavines or whoever it is and go, God, we're going to be doing that and this and that. But that just doesn't happen, does it? Yeah. And you get the big job like you did, like Chanel or Vivian Westwood. And then, you don't get a good job after that. I think that's, I mean, look, I'm speaking from about 10 years ago, so it's probably changed a lot, the industry. I don't know, maybe maybe it's better in terms of weight. But it was, yeah, it was quite tough. Like, these girls that I lived with, I remember, none of them really ate much. I still have this vivid memory of this one girl. She used to sit cross-legged on the floor watching repeats of Cupcake Wars, TV show, uh, apparently. Um, and it was like some kind of weird porn, because obviously she was never going to eat that stuff. Oh my god! Yeah. And I remember being on a shoot with loads of other models, and we all—sorry, a bit graphic—but we all realised that none of us were getting our periods, which is a sign that you're physically underweight. Really? Yeah. It's not. I mean, it's not great for your um, fertility. No, it's really not. It's really not. And general at all. health. So, so hang on. So, I suppose what happened then is that you get sort of pushed into this area where you are so fixated on your weight, and you're just going, "Oh my god, you you are so like." I got to be a certain weight the entire time. And then what comes to the point where you, in your life, I suppose, when you realise, what the hell am I doing? Yeah, I remember crying and crying on the phone to my mum from Milan, which again sounds glamorous, but it really wasn't. We were living in this like shitty apartment in this sort of um, area just full of um, brothels and internet cafes. Milan's um, like, like, there are some really not nice parts of it. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't glamorous at all. I was crying on the phone to her and she was like, you know you don't have to do this. But I just got so caught up in it and felt like I really, felt like that's all I wanted in the world. And I, I think that's what happens to a lot of the girls in that world. You sort of, you feel like it's the only thing going on in your life. Mm. And But yeah, it, it's, I don't I, know. I did have some fun experiences, but I just would say there were a lot of highs and lows. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And also, you you know, whatever you do, it's so funny, especially early 20s, you're trying to figure out yourself, right? You, totally. Because you, you don't have any clue who you are, what you are, what you want. And also... The idea of success, you have to, be, we have to be successful. It like runs deep within all of us because that's what we're told we have to do. And so when you start doing something like modeling and things like that, and because you went to university for a bit, didn't you? And you studied French. My, God, I love this. Yeah, I know, don't Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I left after a term and a half. Yeah, but, but. yeah, but still, so you then think, well, I haven't got my uh, degree that I should have got, so then I'm, but I'm doing modeling, so this yeah. modeling thing has to work. And so you get into this whole spin where you go, well, this has to work, so if it doesn't work, then what am I going to do? And you, you fit yourself into that whole panic, right? Totally. You, you've made this decision to go down this slightly wacky career path, and you obviously want to prove to everyone that you can do it. Mm. And also, I suppose once, like you were saying, you know, about uh, it breaking down a pretty girl's self-esteem. I guess when you start modelling, you know, you think it's you have all these expectations, and then when you start and you get that low self-esteem, then you just want to keep going, so you have that validation. Oh yeah, there's that, a that, huge. So, so it actually, then makes you more hungry for that for that uh, success, which is kind of almost elusive sometimes in in the nature of the. It's a very manic depressive business, also like acting, right? Cause yeah. You you have constant rejection, and then you and you base your self esteem on the successes. I remember like skipping down the street after I just got the a knitting job. Campaign, and, yeah, yeah but then the, when that knitting campaign <laughs> came through, yeah, yeah life yeah. made. <laughs> and then the next year when they didn't want me, the season two of <laughs> Cardigans, <laughs> it was gutting. But then, but then you, I suppose what happened is either you made the decision or the modelling world made the decision. I don't know what happened, but, but you decided to, that sounded really negative, I'm so sorry. The modelling world yeah. said, bye-bye. <laughs> we don't want you anymore. But you then, you then drifted. Basically, in, what he's saying is, it, so it wasn't your decision. <laughs> yeah, no. You then drifted into presenting. And, yeah. and how did that transition happen? Um, so I was, I, it's a bit weird. When people sometimes say, how did you get into presenting? Because I want to get into presenting. I was like, yeah, this route is really not the normal one. But I was, through modelling, I got a job on a TV show on ITV2. What was uh, it called? Can't wait. Knitting for adults. Top dog model. <laughs> Top dog wait, model. Sorry. Wait, is it a dog it modelling? Was, uh, okay. Top dog model. It wasn't, like, it wasn't like a competition for really ugly models, so <laughs> that could have been a thing. Was it for dog models? It was It was. A, it was like um, the next top model shows, but it was for, for dogs. dogs. That's so cool. So it was actually... It I'd was, watch that It show. was a little bit of a spoof type thing. Um, like David Walliams was doing the voiceover. And anyway, so I was one of the judges. Basically, they wanted to have a judge who was also a model. Um, oh. And I'm guessing, like, Kate Moss wasn't available, so <laughs> they went for the next best thing. And fear was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> she was still in New York, just being the better version oh, of you. Just eating yoghurt, <laughs> having orgasms. 
Did you call up Thea uh, afterwards and be like, "Hey, so Thea, I, I don't know if you uh, if you heard about the top dog modeling show." That I'm a did you, pretty did you, big deal. I don't know if you came in for it. I don't know if you got. In the don't know if you called it, that but, one, but uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> like, I've just remembered. I once had a cast. I used to have so many weird castings as models. I had one for I think it was like JD Sports or someone for a TV campaign. And you you never get told what you're going to do. And I walked in and they're like, "Okay, rolling." I want you to put on an imaginary shoe. And the putting on of the shoe gives you an orgasm. So somewhere out there, there is a what? video of me putting on an imaginary shoe and having an orgasm. You're lying. That's You're hilarious. lying. You should put that on your Hinge profile. <laughs> There's a picture of you. What did you... And also, when they said that, did you pause and go... Really? <laughs> you but you just do it. I guess because you're so you're, just, you're so you're so eager to please and you like just, you, you just want a job, yeah. any job. So what type of shoe did you put on? Like a boot or like, was it like? Well, a... It's imaginary. <laughs> I think it was meant to be a trainer. <laughs> it's for JD Sports, <laughs> a boot. Just put on this s- steel capped boot. It's imaginary, but. Uh, oh my god! Okay, so oh, so top dog model, yeah. So that won a BAFTA. So it really did, yeah. It was, yeah. It, basically, I had to pretend. I had to talk about the dogs as if they were humans. So I, I'd have to say things like, "Yeah, I really love her jawline. I really could see her on the cover." I'd of like Vogue, to take a scalpel. A poodle. To your, <laughs> like to take a scalpel to your tail. Get rid of that tail. I was like. At the end of the day, she's no Kate Moss, and it's like a Springer Spaniel. Oh, no. Lila. But so I spent the summer doing that. There was a, As you were doing, were you like, "God, this is just this is not going to be a hit"? No, I mean, I did think at the beginning when I got offered the job, I was like, "This could be career-ending." However, I've done knitting, so fuck it. I just got back from New York. I just got divorced. My life was all shit, and I was like, "This sounds really fun." So I um, threw myself into it. It was really fun. I just got to spend the summer hanging out with all sorts of weird dogs, doing shoots with them. There was like an underwater swimming shoot. Um, like da- um, Stacey Solomon was the head judge. Oh. I think her only credential for that was that she had a dog. She was absolutely <laughs> lovely. Like, don't get me wrong, we had the best time. And then Ashley and Pudsey from Britain's Got Talent. Oh, really? oh my God. But then, but look, you know, but the thing about you, Lyle, is that you are incredibly personable. You can, you're so funny. You can talk for ages and, and you're, you're a great presenter. So then you started doing radio. And what do you think? Do you, do you like radio more than TV or the other way around? Or both the same? Um, radio or TV? Because I find radio harder. I find radio, I think radio is a really skilled talent. They're really different skills. Yeah, I saw, so after the dog thing, I was like, oh, I want to do more presenting and got myself an agent and then managed to get on MTV. So that was my first experience and that was quite fun because it was just sort of reading an auto cue and MTV is quite a good place to learn as a presenter because you're just learning the skill and it's not too, it's not like live TV or anything. That would have been awful. And then I moved to radio and that is a completely new skill and I'm still learning all the time. And it's terrifying because it is live and I'm not very good at multitasking. I can't do two things at once, um, but you have to do all the buttons. And... So flicking your hair while eating yogurt. That's, oh, that's why it never worked for <laughs> me. <laughs> that's why you could never do it. Have you ever had a moment on air where you've made a big mistake? I've never had huge ones, but little ones. Um, just like coming off the back of a song and forgetting what it is and being like, that was such a good song. I love that song. Don't you? It's great. So, but you probably get really good at saving yourself from those moments, right? That's pro- another skill in of itself. Like actually yeah, you, you, ma- you, saving your skin in, in, in high um, 
pressure moments. It is quite weird. I think the adrenaline kicks in. I mean, sometimes you come off the back of a link and you're like, okay, that was really rubbish, but it wasn't a disaster. I'm not going to get fired. Oh, what, you say that on radio? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, guys, that song was terrible, but I'm not going to get fired, so fuck it. No, that's when the mics are down, but I do have that fear sometimes. Because sometimes you think that you think about the things that you say when the mics are down in the studio to your producer and you just think, oh my God, imagine if that went out. Do you know what though, Lala? At the end of the day, you you have the talent. Also, you would be firstly a great dinner party partner as in if i sat next to a dinner party this is yeah out of all things in the world you'd be really you know what good. you'd be good at yeah you'd be really good dinner at that. party dinner partnering parties. yeah you'd be great at that but also secondly if someone does come across you uh, <laughs> if someone does come across you on hinge um they are freaking lucky because oh, you would be stop. such a great date and and yeah you really would be i agree yeah Thanks, guys. Yeah, just to let you know. Little self-esteem boost. Yeah. So, guys, if you're flicking through Hinge, wait. Where should they set their location to? So Stop! This is creepy. Kensington. Kensington. Yeah. You get all the people from Bolton now. Let you do it right now. I can't wait. They uh, can set their uh, parameters to just to zero in on on your profile, can't they? Well, this is all very encouraging and making me feel really safe. Lila with an <laughs> yeah. H. Or just DM, DM her. That's probably much quicker, isn't it? Slip just, into her DMs. Yeah, slip into her Has DMs. Has that ever worked for you? I've never gone on That's a date. That's his go-to. I've like, never ever gone on a date. He slips into... I've never gone on a date with someone on via Instagram, ever. That ever. is a lie. I swear to God. I you are lying. I swear you to li- God. You're lying. I promise you. I know you have. No, who? I never have. I know you. Yeah. I absolutely promise you I haven't. Actually, no, I do. I, I like this one yeah. person. No, this one person I met at a party very briefly. She actually walked into the wrong house. She took a photo with me, and she was really hot. And then she left. And then I went onto my Instagram, and she had posted the picture of me on her Instagram and tagged me in it. Bit keen. Yeah, yeah. And then I messaged her saying, "Oh, it was great to meet you last night. We spoke for like twenty seconds, and then we met up and had a coffee." Just a coffee. Yeah. Right, on that note, Francis, <laughs> let's have the answer to the question of the week. So, the question of the week was what percentage of the global fish supply is mislabeled um, uh, oh, when, yeah. when it gets to market? Uh, and the answer is actually over 25%. What? So, so I one was in, correct. W- yeah. You said 45%. But that is 45% is <laughs> over 25%. Yeah. It's a hell of a lot of it. It's half the fish. <laughs> That's a really interesting fact. I like Isn't that. that. And, and so, so one in four fish that you eat are actually not the fish that you think you're eating. I knew there's a reason I didn't eat fish. Yeah. I love that. So uh, you might be thinking you've got a yellow tail, but it might actually... Cod. Be cod. Or you might thinking you think you've got a mahi-mahi, but it might be yellow tail. God, Duh. you're good at fish labelling. <laughs> Um, hey, uh, Lila. <laughs> I uh, probably sh- sh- should be a fish labeler. That's why. I should. <laughs> Big you know career what, market. Yeah. Do you know who's not good at labeling? Um, the people who r- r- uh, label ripe and ready avocados. I don't know oh, if you've you ever. Don't trust them. It's, no, because they get it wrong the whole time. Like sometimes I got this avocado the other day and it said ripe and ready, and I like nearly chipped my tooth. It was so hard. <laughs> God, those, you should really complain to Waitrose. Those bastards. Yeah. Tough those life. Bastards. Hey, uh, Lila. <laughs> listen, um, you got to. You got to get out of here. You're going to be late, otherwise for your next appointment. Oh, so we're having so much fun. Hey, listen, oh. we would if you we, would you could come, come back. back. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> we sounded so keen there. Come, come back, back. <laughs> <Yeah>. please come back. <laughs> we'd really like it. It'd be great. Hey, have you had fun? Oh, I've had a lovely time. I've um, I didn't expect to be talking about grown men in nappies, but 
I did bring it up, so I can't and, yeah. and complain. You, and also, do you know what? We just covered some really important topics as well. Lots yeah. of them. So that's why mm. it's such a great... We went like all Tupperware. over them. Like Tupperware. And the importance of modelling. So it was a really great episode. The importance of modelling. Well, not the importance. The importance of being earnest. What? Great play. <laughs> hey, Lila, like, what we like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our listeners with something inspirational. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I love it every time that happens. It's a real sign that people don't listen to the podcast. No, do you know what? I did because I listened to your one with Louisa Johnson and you did exactly the same thing to her. Yeah. I'm also really glad that you didn't ask me as many sexual things as you asked Binky. Oh, God, I was going to, but you turned up late, so we couldn't. <laughs> didn't have enough time. Okay, advice of inspirational. Um, be nice to yourself. Oh. That's good. Good advice. Hey, I like that one. Or don't worry too much about what everyone's thinking about you because they're just thinking about themselves. That's true. Yeah, Lila, that's such one. a sweet one. Yes, Lila, I love that. Hey, uh, follow uh, follow Lila on Instagram. Uh, slide into her DMs. She will love that. And she'll reply to every single one. <laughs> Find her on Hinge or any dating app. She's all over them. Um, <laughs> spreading herself yeah, thin. spreading herself real thin. And you can listen to her on Heart Radio. What days? Yes, uh, Friday, Saturday night, 10 p.m. And it, dude, you're hilarious. Just, you're just my great. radio voice. Then. Yeah, I know you did. 10 p.m. You're great in every single way. Like, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. See you next week, people. Bye-bye. Bye bye.